0: Today at The Financial Coconut, we interrupt our pre-planned content for U.S. election special. How's the results going to affect your investments, going to affect the U.S. economy, going to affect the U.S. stock market, and how is it ultimately going to translate to your financial health? And in this special, we're going to assume that Biden wins the presidency, the Senate is still held by the Republican, and the Democrats hold the House. So, in a deadlock situation, how is it going to affect the various themes, things like stimulus, tax cuts, regulating big tech, American First, or Hard on China? All these different things, we're going to talk a little bit about it. And we're going to spend some time to talk about how does the elections then affect the stock market, the economy, and your investments. Ultimately, we're going to share with you our central viewpoint about investing in the stock market. And yeah, it is your call. You see for yourself. There is no buy call, sell call. We're not giving you advice. It is mostly for entertainment and for you to learn some interesting stuff. So welcome back to The Financial Coconut. So good morning, everyone! I welcome you back to another day with the Financial Coconut Now podcast. We'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And in today's U.S. election special, there are so many things to cover. We're gonna break apart from our three-pointer kind of you know framework. We're gonna talk about a lot more stuff. So happy to have you here again, and we're gonna. Have- a good time. But before we begin, I'm going to just kind of push away the idea of bipartisanship, whether you're pro-Trump, anti-Trump, whatever, Trump or not Trump. It doesn't matter. Firstly, you don't stay in the US, you know, and if you so happen to tune in from the US, okay, welcome. But if you're in Singapore, there is no like really immediate direct impact in your life. So whatever it is, you know, things are getting pretty contentious over the past few years and that is the truth. Uh, with social media, it doesn't really help because people fall into echo chambers. But all that aside, we are really assuming that Biden wins the White House, Republican Senate, and Democratic House. So the situation is, the situation now, now is, don't tell me like election, very jala, you know, a lot of fraud, whatever. You know, all those things not within our discussion. But assuming this is the situation, there is a political deadlock once again. And a quick run-through for people who don't know the US political system. Essentially, there are three houses, right? The presidency, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. So while we'll not go into the deep discussion of which part of the House does different stuff, essentially what you need to understand is that the House of Representatives passes bills that then goes to the Senate to get confirmed again, but then finally goes into law and the president signs the, the confirmation that, okay, this is what it is now. There are a lot of intricacies in between, like the president has executive power that they can push certain policies without going through the House, without going through the Senate, you know, and, you know, all, all these different things. Even I'm not very, very certain, right? It's a long, long discussion. But what is very certain is that whenever you see a case where the Senate is held by the Republicans or the Democrats and the House of Representatives is held by someone else, it usually ends up in a deadlock situation where everyone is not helping everybody, right? So that means policies will find very hard to get past. And it's fundamentally very political and also ideologically different because uh, the Democrats believe in a certain thing, the Republicans believe in something else. So um, just on a situation of, let's say, stimulus and tax cuts, right? So um, the Democrats will want to push a lot more stimulus because that is what they believe in. Their central belief of economic progress is pushing more money through the government. So then the government takes up the public spending and spurs the economy, right? But the Republicans believe in a tax cut idea, right? When you cut taxes from people and then they, the money can circulate amongst the economy, right? So, um, objectively, it's a very long discussion. I don't want to go into it. But the idea is that because the multiple houses are not held by the same group, not held by the same uh, bunch of people, they kind of just block each other lah, more often than not. So, we end up stuck, law. And you can actually already see it currently, right? When the Democrats want to pass a few trillion dollars worth of package and, you know, the kind of stimulus for the economy, the Republicans will block them, right? And maybe left 1 billion or somewhere in between, right? So, so that's kind of the, the ongoing process, which will then delay and just kind of make things a bit more complicated. Which then brings us to the discussion of a few major themes that is going on currently in the US and post-election, right? Which is like, number one, will there be stimulus or tax cuts? Either way, I think chances of stimulus is a lot higher than tax cuts because Biden holds the White House and Democrats holds the House of Representatives. But, That is not the main discussion. It's not important whether it's their tax cut or whether it's their stimulus. The main idea is can they unite and come together to spur the economy? That is a big question mark. It continues to be a big question mark because of current results. And the second major theme post-election will be what is going to happen with COVID, right? Are they going to go for a lockdown? I personally feel that uh, lockdown is the last, last choice. Every country really tries very hard not to lock down. But with Biden coming in, um, chances are they will push for more mask wearing, more testing, more track and all those kind of stuff unless then they will go for lockdown but chances are chances of a lockdown is much lower it's not like Biden coming immediately lockdown it doesn't work that way right so that is something that we need to be aware of and the third theme out there is America first will America first continue to be a thing in Biden's era I think when you look at what Trump has done, right, even the idea of America first, it's actually quite accepted by a lot of countries, right? So not everyone is happy, of course, but in general, a lot of the Europeans, uh, the Canadians, Mexicans, and even many other parties in uh, Southeast Asia, they are all quite understanding and they're willing to renegotiate with America for whatever reason. So I think when the dams come into play, they will not. ...put this idea of America first again, but they will continue to look at America's interests together with their allies, right? So they will pull their allies closer, but I am pretty certain they will continue to be hard on China, right? Because Trump has already done the dirty job of being hard on China and, you know, it's not like you're going to just roll everything back and it's going to be better, right? In fact, being hard on China is giving them a lot of leverage of discussion, you know, with China. So, yeah, I personally think that there is a very high chance that Biden will continue to be hard on China but really pull, you know, their allies closer. And the next major theme out there that people are... Many many people are concerned, especially investors, is about regulating big tech, right? So, big tech is a... It's a problem, per se, because of monopoly, you know, a lot a lot of issues here and there. But, of course, I, I invest in a few companies that are, quote-unquote, big tech, like Facebook, like Apple, Google, those kind of guys. But... um. I think it is very difficult for Biden's administration to regulate big tech because the Senate is still held by Republicans, right? And Republicans generally are not as hard on big businesses. So in this landscape of, you know, political divide, I don't think that big tech will be easily regulated during this period of time, at least in the next few years, right? Until there's some sort of major shift in the Senate and whatnot, So these are certain general concerns that people have post-election and general themes that are ongoing today. And let's not lie to ourselves, Republicans and Democrats, they have very different perspective of how the world should be or what kind of businesses do they believe in, what kind of ideologies do they support, right? So that is not wrong. But one thing that is going on within our community and within um, the broader investment community is a lot of people are trying to, you know, time the market trying to like see where to buy you know pre-election and how to bet on the election and in my head it's like dude this is like
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: I don't know, man. Are you crazy? Right? So it depends on your investment perspective, depends on your investment ideology. And over at the TF- at TFC, we are super big on long-term investment, right? Buying good companies that we can hold for the long-term. And personally, for me, I'm, I'm centred around growth investing. Of course, some of us are like more value-driven, different, different, but we are mostly long-term investors. We do have a few traders in our peripheral, but generally long-term investors. So from a long-term investor viewpoint, how is this election going to affect us? I'm just going to pull the cat out of the head. uh, Chances are there'll be not much changes. There'll be limited impact uh, on the businesses that we buy because fundamentally, we are still looking for companies that thrive and companies that are good fundamentally. Not so much about, you know, playing onto election results or playing onto how governments spend money or what are the general themes that they have. Let's not lie to ourselves, those things do affect the general market, but it's not like our central focus. And I'm going to share with you why um, I don't focus on the US election or I don't focus on the electoral results to then inform my investment decision. And number one is because politics and policies are highly dynamic. They're not linear. It's not like Democrats come in to take power, then they will remove all the old shit that Trump has done and just kind of reinstill what they do. Because a lot of times, uh, it is a social experiment, right? Every time a political party does something, there will be results that come back and sometimes the results are quite good, you know. It's, it's not all that bad, right? So, the Democrats will have to come in and just revisit what is going on, what has happened over time and just see what works and what doesn't. And then from there, then they will maneuver towards certain things. It does not mean that, you know, based on their party ideology, they will definitely push for something per se they do have preferences they do have their own beliefs but they also need to understand about the political landscape you know like now trump people are super super heightened right do you sure you want to come in at this point in time and roll back all the trump shit you know it's not very politically smart not socially stabilizing right so some of these things are here to stay and and it is not it's just not a immediate transition kind of thing it is true Republicans are more pro-military, more pro-oil and gas, pro-mining, pro-coal, you know, um, which is why Trump pulled out of the, the 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 pack, right, the environmental pack, and you know, which is why like the Dems are very irritated because the Democrats are super big on like go green, legalizing weed, you know, equality, blah, 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 all those kind of stuff, right? But because, like I said. Politics and policies are dynamic. It is not like a linear, immediate process, right? There's a lot of things to measure, right? So, based on that, I don't really want to use that to inform my investments. So, that is one main reason why I don't really bet on elections. I know a lot of people in the Telegram group are asking, hey, you know, why are you buying? Blah, 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 blah. But in my view, it's like, hey, just move on, man. Find good companies that you can hold forever, not because Biden wins or Trump wins, okay? And point number two about why... I don't really think elections affect our investments. Is that a lot of U.S. companies, right, are actually way beyond the U.S. you know market, right? So those companies that are big on those major indexes, whether it's the Dow, whether it's the S&P, you know, on average, right, global sales of the S&P companies, right, are about forty to forty-five percent of total sales, which means, uh, amongst the biggest companies in the U.S. exchange, about forty to forty-five percent of their businesses are not in the U.S. So Does that mean that if you're going to benchmark off the US politics for the companies that you buy, then you also need to care about every other single politics, is it? Right so it's a it's a very complex discussion and what I'm trying to say is that because US companies are so big right there is a fundamental difference between the. US economy and the. US stock market and one of the main reasons is because the. US companies listed in the stock market have a much bigger global exposure than the US economy itself. That means. US economy can be a bit more choy, but the stock market can still continue to grow because the companies there are doing well overseas. So given their understanding, right, I'm very okay to continue to hold some of these like super big US companies because they're all over the world. They are not, you know, concentrated and just focused on the US. Their business is global and that's why they are so powerful and they can bring back so much more, you know, money and, and affluence back to the US on many levels. Which then brings me to point number three is that indexes have a self-correcting mechanism. Which then brings me to point number three is that indexes have a self-correcting mechanism, right? So they don't, they're don't; they not really affected by elections per se, right? Because S&P 500, Dow Jones, they will always change their composite. They'll always change the companies within them. So things that are not performing, it can be because of a prolonged sentiment of things like go green, right? So we're going to cut coal emission, we're going to cut carbon emission, so we're going to cut coal mining or go digital, so we're going to reduce cash usage, all this kind of stuff, yeah, right? So these are big policies that go on an extended period of time and it affects certain sectors adversely, right? But in that sense, if you are an index investor, right, it doesn't matter which sector is, you know, specifically attacked or specifically affected because of public policy because the Dow Jones and S&P 500, they will drop companies like Dow Jones recently dropped you know, ExxonMobil from its index, right? And previously, they dropped Pfizer, General Electric, you know, Raytheon, whatever. A lot of different companies are dropped. And they will bring on new and growing companies like Salesforce, Walgreens, Honeywell, different, different stuff. So what you need to understand is, why the indexes keep going up over time? It is because as long as there are interesting companies, they are getting listed in the US, interesting companies on the exchanges, these indexes will seek out these interesting growth companies based on their requirements and throw out all the things they are not doing well. Right? So over time, it's self-correcting. Huh? They only keep the best. Right? So over time, they will just get better and better and their index will reflect a higher, 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 higher price over time. And regardless of the US politics, who is in charge? My central belief is the US continues to lead the stock market performance because of the network effect of capital and deals and exchange. Okay, let me just put it in human language. In a US stock market, right, the total valuation, all the companies add together, total valuation is about $37 trillion. Right, On average, about 50% of the world's stock market money right, is in the US which means every other country is is only a fraction of it, right? London only about 10%, China about 10%, uh, Japan about 7 8%, right? So, if you run a private company and you want to go for a listing, you want to raise money, where do you go? You go to the place where there's most money, right? Which is why all the biggest, most innovative new companies are all listing in the US. Airbnb is going to list in the US. I know N financial listing in Hong Kong and Shanghai and that's a much Deeper political discussion, you know, uh, for another time, right? But most of the most innovative companies are going to list in the U.S. Are going to try their very best to list in the U.S. Even Shopee lists in the U.S., right? And this will continue to drive the kind of power in terms of deal flow. A lot of deals, a lot of new new things, and a lot of capital flow because money want to look for good deals, more deals got more money, more money got more deals, right? Then it becomes like a cycle, right? So the US stock market will continue to expand, exchange will continue to expand and see more and more companies and all these indexes will just pick up new and new, better, better companies. So whatever the environment of, you know, the politics and the political environment, unless uh, maybe there's a civil war and whatnot, there's there's a whole different discussion. But assuming, you know, it is just a change of policy, change of narrative, generally, it will still be intact, right? And there's limited direct impact from elections to investments. And that's kind of where I stand from investing, right? Elections don't directly affect your investments. Yes, there will be general themes that are being propagated and in the long term, it will affect certain sectors and affect industries. But it is not like today someone gets voted in or something, you know, political change, then immediately it will affect the business, right? So, you want to continue to observe based on the policies that are being, you know, propagated and the general trends of where things are moving, you know, like people are eating healthy, digital payments are being propagated, 5G networking, you know, a reduction in all oil and gas, blah, blah, blah. All these things are general themes with or without politics in general. So, yes, what is my take? Will the US election affect your investments? Not in the short run. Definitely, it will not affect your investments, right? Okay, maybe the market is moving up and down, yes, at this moment in time, but there will be limited impact you know, within the midterm term once all these things settle down, right? It's really because the companies that you own, uh, it's doing well, right? But in the long, long term, um, depending on what policies are being propagated by the country, uh, it will change the business landscape. That is the truth, but not like you know, someone is elected, then something is going to happen. Nah, it doesn't really work that way. But of course, if you are a stock-picking investor, then um, you will be a lot more focused, a lot more studied in terms of what you're looking for. And for me personally, I do pick stocks. And one of the main things about this US election is the wheat legalization, right? So five more states have announced to legalize wheat. And personally, um, I'm very liberal in that sense. I think it is okay as long as you manage yourself. And truth be told, if you don't legalize it, uh, it ends up in a black market also. So for me, I'm a lot more open in terms of where I see the weed, you know, legalisation. So, uh, it doesn't matter will it happen in Singapore but just because it's going to happen in the US and I've invested in a few weed companies in Canada, I think there is more room for growth in uh, in this space. So I'm not So This is not a call, this is just my thoughts and because you listen do here, I'll share with you what are some of my plans. And I'm doing it because there is proper legalisation that's coming along. That means there are legislations in place now, right? And it's not because you know, someone is voted in, right? Because someone is voted in doesn't directly impact policy, doesn't directly impact economy, doesn't directly impact the stock market. They are all kind of related, but not directly related. So don't be too hyped up about anyone winning, okay? With all that being said, I think fundamentally, you've got to still go back to your investment philosophy. Some people are really in for arbitrage, some people are trading to try to make the differences in the volatility, right? So if you are that kind of investor, okay, so be it. But if you're the general audience at TFC, I think most people really just want to you know, stay invested for the long term, buy good companies or buy good indexes that will continue to help them thrive over time. So in that sense, I do think that the US um, economy, the US fundamentals are still very intact, right? Regardless of who is running the country. Um, of course, in the long term, they do face certain challenges and that is for discussion for another day. But I hope you learned something useful for, from this US election special. Fundamentally, I don't think we need to be too focused on how the US election will turn out for our investments. And I'm going to just kind of sum up today because uh, number one, uh, politics and policies are a lot more dynamic. They're not as linear. Yes, parties who have certain preferences, but it's not like someone is voted in, immediately something will happen. Number two is, you know, the US companies have major share all around the world, right? They have, you know, a lot of businesses beyond the US borders. So, you cannot just be looking at the US election per se, right? You really got to look at the fundamental of the company and how do they manage these kind of international numbers and international, you know, um, regulation and pressure all around, right? So, I fundamentally will look more at the company than the US election. And point number three is that many indexes, if you're an index investor, are self-correcting, right? So they will find the best companies even if there's a prolonged you know, uh, policy change in terms of, let's say, going green or let's say, you know, a reduction in military, whatever, right? So indexes are self-correcting, they will find best companies and they'll kick out whatever that's not relevant. So over time, if you're an index investor, you're an average individual trying to just manage your money, I think the US is still a fair place and uh, the fundamental theories of, the U.S. investment market is still there, right? So don't be too swayed by the media out there because um, media, right? They're just trying to get your attention. They're trying to get you to listen to them. They're trying to get you to be there so that they can make money from listenership, viewership, and yeah, lah sponsors, laugh, or like a better way to put it. So yeah, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hey. I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful than interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you would share with you gain with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, sign up for our weekly newsletter, everything is in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast and if you want to keep us growing and stay independent, do buy us Kofi, at Kofi.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week. And always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all. Test, test. Okay. Um, thanks for tuning in For US election special Yes, we're also a media company We're also trying to get your attention That's why we talk about US election <laughs> But yeah, I hope you learn something useful uh, I think fundamentally We are well, I use the word fundamentally a lot uh, Yeah, but I think We are Very fundamental investors lah, I feel like a better way to put it And we want to propagate certain views and certain thoughts, right? So you don't need to be fully agreeable with us, but I think it's just a lot about more discussion. So I'm definitely happy to have discussion with you. If you feel uncomfortable to talk with the bigger group, you can always DM us. Uh, but yeah, next week, we'll be back with our plan content from prior. And we will be talking about, you know, some kind of financial, how to be wary about certain financial advice. Because, I personally feel that, you know, not all financial advice are built equal. Some um, are better, for sure. Some are maybe not as, you know, relevant or more, not as... Uh, accurate how lah, right? So, I think that's where where we stand. But even deeper, on, a deep, on an even deeper level is a lot about how do you sieve out what works for you and what doesn't, right? And that's what we're going to talk about next week. So... Continue to stay tuned. Uh, Do help us share the word. And yeah, take care. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still
1: deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.